Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. It's Friday, Edwin. It is Friday. End of the week. End I'm of excited. the week. Looking forward to the weekend. My biggest regret, it's the end of the text talk week. Love talking about Psalm 41. But I tell you, if you're in the Tampa area, we want you to come out and worship with us at Livingston. We're actually meeting at 10 a.m. on Sundays now, 10 a.m. for worship. All the information you need is at our website, christiansmeethere.org. Hope you can come out and worship with us. Why don't we look at Psalm 41 one last time this week? Psalm 41. I'm going to read from the Christian Standard Bible, the CSB. For the choir director, a Davidic psalm. Happy is one who cares for the poor. The Lord will save him in a day of adversity. The Lord will keep him and preserve him. He will be blessed in the land. You will not give him over to the desire of his enemies. The Lord will sustain him on his sickbed. You will heal him on the bed where he lies. I said, Lord, be gracious to me. Heal me, for I've sinned against you. My enemies speak maliciously about me. When will he die and be forgotten? When one of them comes to visit, he speaks deceitfully. He stores up evil in his heart. He goes out and talks. All who hate me whisper together about me. They plan to harm me. Lethal poison has been poured into him, and he won't rise again from where he lies. Even my friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. But you, Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up. Then I will repay them. By this I know that you delight in me. My enemy does not shout in triumph over me. You supported me because of my integrity and set me in your presence forever. May the Lord, the God of Israel, be praised from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. So yesterday in our conversation about Belial, I'm looking at verse 8 because that was so different what you just read there. It said poison poison poured into him. Yeah. Now, I, I know all the translators have reasons for the choices that they make, but that is quite a departure from all these others we've read because, I mean, that that sounds very physical. Yeah. And David being poisoned. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, boy, I really do have a hard time placing that in his life. <laughs> Probably the reason why they're making that choice is just trying to um, encapsulate the idea of terminal, fatal mortal, yeah. deadly, yeah. it's lethal. I'm yeah. not sure why the word poison came out of that, but maybe just because they're seeing the deadly The deadliness idea. of it. Yeah, the deadly yeah. worthlessness. I don't and know. of course, paired with that deadly worthlessness, evil disease, you get into verse 9, even my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. Mm-hmm. David has been betrayed. By a friend. By a friend, by a close friend. Of course, it's Friday on Text Talk, hmm. and so this is the day that we look for some of these messianic prophecies. I know you've been champing at the bit all week long or, to try I mean, to bring really this up. Have. I really have. So here's one of the quotations in the Gospel, in the Gospel of John, chapter 13, the night of the Lord's betrayal. This one is about Judas Iscariot. I Before we go there, I just want to bring up again... I know when we look at Psalms and they seem messianic to us, but the person or the uh, w- what is related that seems to be messianic says something about sin. 
most folks, and especially most Christians, are like, I cannot see the Messiah there. I can't see the Messiah there because the Messiah didn't sin. Mm. Well, let's make two statements. One, the Messiah did not sin. Correct. That is 100% true. Mm-hmm. But before we develop a rule that says, when I go back to a psalm and the speaker has admitted sin, I can't find the Messiah here, I just want to point out that Jesus himself goes back to this psalm where the one praying admits that he's in trouble because of his sin, and Jesus himself says, that psalm, that's one. that one's about me. Mm, that mm-hmm, one's about me. Mm-hmm. I'm fitting in that psalm. You can find me in that psalm. Yeah. And we find it in John 13. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you were already thinking about it, so tell me about John 13. What's going on there? Well, what you have in John 13 is the night of the Lord's betrayal, and so it's the um, the Last Supper, where he institutes the Lord's Supper. But in the Gospel of John, we're actually given several chapters, uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, <laughs> 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 where we have all of this conversation and teaching that Jesus did with his disciples on that night. But where it begins in the 13th chapter is this remarkable, humble demonstration where Jesus washes his disciples' feet. Uh, it's amazing because his disciples are fighting amongst themselves about who should have the preeminence, who should you know be sitting at the head of the table, so to speak, and on the right hand, the left hand of Jesus, and all of this. And yet Jesus is going to demonstrate that genuine greatness in his kingdom is to be servant of all. Nobody wants to humble themselves and wash the feet. Uh, it seems to be an overlook for this feast. And yet Jesus, he's the one who's willing to wash the feet. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm listening to you as you're setting the stage for the point we actually want to talk about, and I'm making some other connections. Okay. Let's get, I'm going to put a pin in that. We're going to come back to that. So Get to the real connection here, so I can share those other things. <laughs> so, well, so the real connection. Connect well, the real connection here is that Jesus goes around; he washes all their feet. He washes the feet of Judas Iscariot, who, as we know, betrays him. But in chapter thirteen of the Gospel of John, in verse eighteen, Jesus speaking: "I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but that the Scripture may be fulfilled." He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it comes, that when it does come to pass, you may believe that I am he. He is prophesying here in this room that he'll be betrayed by one even sitting at the table, one whose feet he has washed, one who is eating bread with him right now. This is devastating news to the people sitting at the table. What's interesting to me is how each one asks, Lord, is it I? Lord, is it I? Judas knows it's him, and he wants to follow suit and ask the same question. Uh, Everyone else at that table thought that they might be the one to betray the Lord, but nobody suspected Judas, and yet Judas is the one who wants to play this game and ultimately turns up his heel against the Lord. And you highlighted the fact that Jesus actually washed that heel. Yeah, he did. There's there's a whole lot we should probably someday— unpack about that for how we treat people e- uh, even the folks who are against us you mean like even loving our enemies i mean there's something about that in there yeah probably <laughs> washing their feet here we find jesus doing that i think that's that's a powerful thing i know that i have said in the past i've got some lessons where i highlight that 
you know, we know that we should sacrifice ourselves as Jesus sacrificed himself on the cross. But when I think about the cross, that is such a big, huge thing. It's hard for me to put myself there. Here we find Jesus doing the same thing. It's just, I mean, he's crucifying himself. He's sacrificing himself right. by being the king who actually plays the servant, the who washes servant. the feet. And he does it for Peter, who's going to mm-hmm. argue with him about it. Yeah. And he does it for Judas, who's going to betray him. Yeah. Who's going to lift this heel against him. Yeah. But for our conversation, we're actually noticing that Jesus himself says, do you remember that passage that said, the person I'm eating yeah. with lifted his heel against me. He said, this, this, what we're doing right now is fulfilling that. Fulfillment. That the scripture be fulfilled. That Psalm, even though it had a place in David's life, Mm -hmm. even though it was describing something going on in David's life was actually written about something that was more impressive, more powerful. It had an ultimate event that it was looking towards. And this is it. That's right. This one that's about me. Yeah. And 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 by the way, of course we know, eh, it's about Judas. Judas is the heel, right, lifted against Jesus. Yeah. And sadly, what Judas does is he doesn't hear from this and decide not to lift the heel. He goes on with his plan. It's true. We see the the pain of the betrayal here. This idea of sharing bread is about communion, is about fellowship. This is someone close and someone trusted. You're not breaking bread with your enemies, typically. David has felt some of this betrayal in in Psalm 41, but because he uses that language, it really comes home in John 13 at this even Passover meal that they're sharing together when Judas betrays Jesus. Backing up, so what, what I was catching earlier when you were talking about the whole process of what's going on here, it occurred to me as you were describing it, what are the apostles arguing over that leads to this washing of feet? Right. Who's going to be Who's great? Who's the greatest? I, I mean, who is the blessed one? Who is the one that should be magnified? Oh. Who is the one that should be honored? Well, it should be me. I should be at the right hand and I should be at the left hand. And actually, it's the one who cares for the poor and the needy, the weak and the helpless. And guess what? That's that's Jesus. Yeah, and that's actually the Son of God doing that at that time. That's the Son of God who mm-hmm. who is the one who actually is concerned about the poor, the helpless, the yeah. weak, the needy. Who is blessed forever and ever. Amen. Now, here's something. Let me Let me just ask you about this. So if Jesus is saying, this psalm is about me, and I go back to Psalm 41, even my close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted his heel against me, catch what's next. But you, O Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up Mm. that I may repay them. Now that I have recognized from Jesus' own mouth that this psalm is about him, Mm -hmm. what does this next statement tell me about? Yeah, well, with raise me up, when other times this raise up in the psalms is talking about the resurrection. I mean, Peter keys in that phrase in, in his sermon in Acts 2, God raised him up. Exactly. And so now we see Jesus raised up. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem and the struggle. The psalm says, raise me up that I may repay them. Mm-hmm. And that seems so unchristlike. Well, I mean, I guess it does and it doesn't. I Ultimately, now that he is raised up and ascended to heaven, what the scripture tells us is he will return 
as judge, and he will judge the world in righteousness. So there is going to be a repayment against wickedness, just as there is a a um, a blessing and a, and a salvation for the his people. The and that's true, and I agree with that. And I think we need to see that side of it. I think we might can see another aspect here. Yeah. We automatically assume raise me up so that I can repay them equals raise me up so that I can be as evil to them as they have been to me. Except for why is Jesus going to the cross and why is Jesus being resurrected? Because he is repaying the evil with good. Uh, Which isn't that what we're isn't that what yeah. he teaches us? Don't repay evil for evil. Don't repay, but rather good. Good. We we assume repayment equals I'm gonna give you back what you gave to me, and yet we know when we get into the New Testament that at least the teaching for us as Christians is the way we repay is very different from that. Yeah. Now because because vengeance is the Lord's and he will repay. And I yeah. and, and I you know, this is the interesting thing. Jesus as God and man living in the world as one of us and so living by the rules that God has provided for men, but at the same time being God. Right. And therefore I don't want to deny what you've brought up. I think that's probably we can see that here as well. But it's just it's it's one of these interesting things that I see Jesus in this psalm. He's gonna be raised. He was raised. There will be repayment. And now I need to be thinking about what is it that I'm going to be repaid? You know, if I turn to the Lord, if I turn to Jesus as king, Mm -hmm. in fact, let's just go back to Judas. Judas was the one who lifted his heel. But at the same time, there is Peter. Right. Who denies him. Who maybe, yeah, maybe at a quantity level, it's not the same, but qualitatively, it's the same. It is a a betrayal of Jesus. Yeah. And when Jesus was raised, how did he repay Peter? Mm Mm-hmm. With forgiveness. He restored him. With grace. Why? Because Peter came back seeking him just like David does in this psalm. Lord, be gracious to me. Be merciful to me. Amen. I love talking about Jesus in the Psalms. Love these Fridays. Hope that they are encouraging to you as well. We'd love to know what you're learning from the scriptures. If you have questions about what we're talking about, of course, we'd love to get those kinds of messages as well. Just send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, so much for this day for this opportunity to read your psalm. We pray, Father, that you are watching over and and going with us in all of our activities and, and travels. Father, we want to be those who are true to you, and we know that there are disappointments and, and sometimes even treachery by people close to us in our lives. But we pray, Father, that we might have the Spirit of Christ, ever humble, always a servant, willing, Father, to do good to others and to love first makes us like you and we want to be like you we pray father you would bless us to that end in jesus name amen amen thanks for talking about the text with us today i'm edwin crozier and i'd like to invite you to join the christians who meet on livingston avenue in lutes florida this sunday for our bible classes and worship you can find out more at christiansmeethere.org check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode you can find a link for it in our show notes Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. 
Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.